Jennifer Purcell, and welcome to my podcast, Living with an Invisible Learning Challenge, where we will discuss, discover, and learn more about the challenges and triumphs of those with NLD and other learning challenges. I do have a website for this podcast, and it is called livingwithnld.com. I also have a Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter account for the podcast. They are all under the same name, which is Living with NLD. I also have a YouTube channel for the podcast, which can be found by Googling the title of the podcast, which is Living with an Invisible Learning Challenge. I would like to tell you about a nonprofit that I use for my research for this podcast. It is called The NBLD Project, and I use their blog for my research. They are a nonprofit that is based in New York and is trying to get NVLD back on the DSM, and they provide many resources for people with NVLD on their website. I'll provide you with the website for them in the podcast description. All proceeds from the ads on this podcast will be donated towards the NVLD project. Please feel free to explore the other topics on the podcast, and hopefully you will learn something new from them. I hope you enjoy today's episodes. I also want to mention to you that I just launched my podcast swag on Wednesday of this week and have a page for it on my website. And I will also send you the link to it in the podcast description. And I will also send it to you in the newsletter that I usually send on out on Fridays. I am now selling t-shirts, water bottles, and a backpack, and they all have the podcast logo and title on it and the tagline. So I am looking forward to watching the sales and seeing who buys them and um, spreading the word more about my podcast. All right, good morning, or maybe it's a good afternoon for you, depending on when you're listening to this, um, or maybe even good evening. Um, This episode, as always, is about my experiences, and I try to weave in others from fellow neurodivergents. I'm not writing this in spite of my friends or to make them feel bad. I'm writing it to help myself process that what I've been going through and to try to find out how to help myself and others process as well to get out of the feeling more easily. I've been feeling lonely lately and I think it's because of me putting a lot of work into my relationships constantly when I don't feel like the other person is doing the same. I wouldn't expect them to do the same amount because they're wired differently. I feel like I try to do extra work to reach out to my friends to see how they're doing, initiate the meetups most of the time and communicate. They sometimes initiate it on their own, but I try to respect that they're busy and have different lifestyles than me as neurotypicals who are married and seem to have different challenges in life than I do. I'm not going to say fewer issues because I don't want to minimize someone else's experience, especially since I'm not them. I don't know what it's like to be living their life or in their shoes. 
I can understand it, but I'll never know what it's like because I'm not neurotypical. I think for my feelings also stem from growing up in an an environment of having very close relationships with my extended family members that they felt like siblings to me, but that ended once my cousin started sexually assaulting me. It also further cemented when I disclosed to my mom and all my, the family drama occurred of people taking sides and minimizing what happened and saying it was a he, she she said case. Luckily, all my immediate family stood up by me and always have, but I lost the close relationships I had with my cousins and his parents. I'm bringing this up to paint a clearer picture for you as listeners of what I'm going through and have been through. I feel like I went through a lot of changes and bombs going off quickly in my childhood that I didn't expect. It took a while to get used to it and process the feelings and emotions. I'm not sure if I ever will be done processing them. I could be wrong about this, but I'm acknowledging how I feel and that is a good thing to be doing. But I do believe that I will have a point in my life where the triggers will be fewer and won't occur as much. I'll be able to handle them well. I know this will occur because I it has before and has lasted a while too. I think that humans go through phases in life where their past experiences affect them more than they did when they were occurring because they are letting themselves process the emotions and feelings that come with them. I know for myself, I surprise suppressed emotions and feelings for so long because I didn't know how to make sense of what was happening. Okay, enough about me. Let's go to some articles from other neurodivergents on this topic. Social loneliness Right. So as someone with NVLD, I tend to have a few issues socially, but I never thought much of it. And I do work on them by make, by watching videos online, etc. However, I can't help but feel like I come across as needy all the time when in reality, I just express excitement by talking a lot to someone I enjoy spending time with. Yet this seems to only push people away from me and I enjoy it. Sorry, I end up with severe periods of loneliness and a feeling of not belonging anywhere. Does anyone else share a similar feeling or have a specific story? More importantly, does anyone have a solution to this issue? Close quote. So for me, um, with that, I would say that um, it actually makes me think of um, the episode I did, I think that was last year on ghosting and um, NLD, because I think for me, and maybe this is true for other neurodivergence as well, we try so hard to f- fit in and to um, appear normal when we're not normal. And, um, 
I think that even if you're like me where your um, neurodivergent diagnosis isn't very visible, you still feel like you're not really typical, you're atypical. Um, and you, um, when you try to, uh, you know, create a relationship and you like how it's going for a while, whether that's a friendly relationship or a romantic one, and then it changes after, you know, let's say a few months and you don't like how it changes and you're not sure how to have it go back to where it was, where you really did like it. Um, and you thought it was going well, then it's like, well, at least what goes on in my mind is like, why did I first put so much effort into making it work? And, um, I think that's challenging for me in terms of like, when that happens a lot, it's like, okay, do I keep going with the ones that do work, uh, well, and I haven't been ghosted in, instead of making new ones, or do I just keep trying to see if I can make some new ones and, um, maybe they'll turn out better than the other new ones did, you know? Sometimes it's the person and how they respond to your um, personal things and the relationship. And that's sometimes why it ends. It's, you know, sometimes nothing you can control. <clears throat> the second article is titled NLD and Families by Marisa Eckhart, who has a PhD. The following quotes bring up some good ways to tackle challenges in families with neurodivergence. Quote, some family members may be open to education, but others are not. They're convinced that diagnosis are excuses for poor parenting, bad behavior, lack of character, or poor motivation. Any family therapist will tell you that kids with a learning difference diagnosis can become the focus for all the usual family dynamics, sibling rivalry, good child slash bad child favoritism, traditional splits and roles played out over and over. For family members that are not open to learning otherwise, my best advice is to invoke the serenity prayer. Grant me the serenity to accept what I can change, what I can't change, the courage to change what I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. If arguing is fruitless, stop trying. Simply say, I'll think about that and move on. People have their limitations. Although it may feel as if you're giving up, you're not. You're simply accepting that you can't make the situation what you want it to be. The alternative is to keep fighting the same losing battle over and over. Close quote. I definitely can relate to that article because I have had... um, Instances where I disagree with what my family um, says or where I don't understand what they're saying and it turns into an argument or I might be sounding critical, but I don't think I'm being critical because um, I'm just trying to understand what they're saying. And um, they've gotten used to that sometimes how I talk and sometimes how I am because 
Um, sometimes I don't notice it very well. And even if I do, it's hard for me to control because of, um, not knowing how to change my tone of voice very well, or not knowing how to change what I'm saying very well, or having a bad day with the migraine and just realizing, you know what, (laughs) I'd rather not talk when I'm in pain because it's really hard for me to express myself. And that's sometimes why I skip a podcast episode on Fridays because I'm in so much pain and I can't eloquently form my sentences or even for mm-hmm. them really not so eloquently um, when I'm in pain. And I am recording this when I have a migraine, but I am doing it more slowly and mindfully. So hopefully it turns out okay. Um, <laughs> the inconsistent weather of writing and not raining in San Diego is um, not good for me. So yeah. The last article is titled Surviving the Loneliness and Herd of Chronic Illness by Kathy Chester. Um, it was last updated September of this year. Quote, these next two quotes sum up how I hope to feel after walking through my door. If you answered your knock, I hope you'll walk alone with me. Together we can find the joy that life has in store for us. It's hard work to get rid of the hurt and loneliness of chronic illness, but I promise you it's worth the effort. I'm reaching out my hand for you. I'll, I hope you're reaching back. Close quote. So for me, um, that quote kind of is what I've been hoping with the migraines that I've been struggling with for the past nine years of my diagnosis of NLD and um, PTSD as well. And just realizing that um, it's definitely challenging. And the PTSD was around for more than nine years, actually. It's been almost 16. Um, And I think for me, um, it's just trying to see what, um, I can do with the, you know, um, with the challenges in my life to make them slightly easier, um, than they are usually. And sometimes I can do that better with other challenges depends on the area than that they're in. Um, and sometimes there's only a certain degree that you can make those challenges easier for you. Like I discovered with um, finance, for example, um, I can balance my budget pretty well and I can keep track of my spending, but sometimes it's a little tricky to remember what I have spent money on and what I have coming up in the month that is necessary. And, um, trying to balance those two things out is a little tricky sometimes. Um, But then also being mindful of, wait a second, this time of the year might be spending more than usual because of it being holiday season and getting Christmas gifts and things like that for family members and friends. So um, that's okay to do once in a while, you know? And uh, if you aren't spending as much in other categories, it will balance out over time. So for me, 
Um, I think what I'm trying to say is that for me, the balance of NLB and the chronic migraine condition is challenging because both of them are invisible and um, both do contribute to loneliness because sometimes it's hard to um, make friends with NLB when you have NLD or if you're neurodivergent and it's hard to keep the relationships as well. And, um, it's hard to turn off that brain of, I really want to talk about things that I like and am into. And it's hard for me to talk about other things that I'm not into, but I'll try to, because I know that's something that my friend is into. And maybe there's a part of me that can pretend that I can understand why they're into it. Um, and then the chronic pain is tricky because it's like, I might want to be able to hang out with my friends, but I might not be able to because of a bad migraine and, um, just being so frustrated of trying a lot of different treatments and them not working. So, um, my wrap up today is to stay hopeful, whether you have chronic pain or you're neurodivergent, or maybe you have both, um, that you can have growth and you can have success in small ways. And maybe the small ways are bigger for you than they are for most people. So I hope that you found something helpful in this episode and I hope you are having a good holiday season. Um, And I hope that you are being able to uh, relax a little bit and enjoy time with family and friends. I also want to take time to let you know that this podcast is sponsored by Spotify. And if you would like to support this podcast and keep it going, you can donate through Spotify or you can donate through Patreon, which is also a sponsor for podcasts. And on Patreon, I started to put different material up there. For $5, you can get some episodes that don't have any ads to it. And for $10, you can get the same episode along with the transcript for it, at least the link to it uh, that is on my website. And you can listen to the episode while you read along to it. And also BetterHelp sponsors this podcast and BetterHelp is an online therapy program that has helped millions of people get out of um, whatever situation that they may be in that it requires therapy, whether that's depression or anxiety, or maybe they're going through a difficult period with um, being a healing from something in their past that happened. I know for myself, I've been in eight years of therapy um, with a different online program than BetterHelp, but I can speak in general terms that therapy is very effective and can help you change your life around for the better. It certainly has done that for mine. And I provide all the links for these sponsorships in the podcast description if you want to check them out. Thank you. As I wrap up, there are some things I would like to share with you. I do have a website for this podcast. It is called livingwithnld.com. 
I also have a Facebook and Instagram page for this podcast. It is called Living with NLD. I will include the links for those in the description. In conclusion, I would like to hear from my audience. If you know individuals with NLD that I could interview for this podcast, please email me at livingwithnld at gmail.com. What are you interested in learning about NLD? I know I'm not an expert, but I do know I have the living experience of having it. I would like you to practice journaling about your gifts and differences. Also see if there is a way that you can make that difference become easier for you to do than originally it was. Thank you for listening today, and please go to my YouTube channel and subscribe to it. Thank you. Bye.